So it's not just a bunch of attorneys from the metro area or from Oklahoma City and Tulsa. We really try to get a broad representation from across the state because the interests and the needs may vary depending on where you're located and what kind of city or town you represent. You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma. Welcome to uh, All Access, uh, an OBAG-sponsored uh, podcast. So today, uh, we're uh, delighted to have with us uh, Catherine Walker. Uh, Catherine is a city attorney for the city of Norman and has been doing that for the last couple of years. And prior to that, she was a first assistant city attorney for a number of years. Uh, prior to that, we had plucked her out of uh, private practice, and she also has some experience at the Attorney General's office and the District Attorney's office, and a very well-rounded attorney who has really focused a lot of her legal career in representing and helping cities in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, Catherine is also the president of the Oklahoma Association of Municipal Attorneys. And so one reason we asked her to come visit with us today is so that we could learn a little bit more about that organization and uh, how they were formed and, uh, and uh, what their mission is. So, Catherine, welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, our pleasure. So uh, it seems like, if I remember the materials correctly, uh, uh, it was in the 70s when OAMA was formed. Is that right? Not quite. It was formed in 1986. Oh, okay. Um, I think just a number of municipal attorneys around the state recognized a need to join together and share resources, and so they came together and formed OAMA, and then shortly thereafter entered into a contract with the Oklahoma Municipal League to uh, help further those efforts across the state. And there's something peculiar about municipal law that is not like any other practice. So you want to talk about that a little bit? I know there was a, a, a felt like there was a need to have an association of municipal attorneys with additional resources, and and uh, I think it'd be helpful for the audience to know uh, a little bit about municipal law practice. Sure, uh, municipal law practice is uh, a lot like other areas of law, but in many ways it's different. So in Norman, we like to say that our office is like a full service law firm. We deal with a little bit of everything, but. Um, what makes it different is the fact you have elected officials for a client. Um, you don't get to hire and fire your client. You, uh, you're stuck with them, I guess, until uh, the election comes around again. Um, and that raises a bunch of new issues that are pretty unique to municipal practice. Uh, there's also a number of acts and, and things related specifically to municipalities that, that change the nature of that practice compared to a full-service law firm. So really some, somewhat of a specialty, if you will, because some of the various uh, laws in the state of Oklahoma that deal specifically with cities or municipalities have their own nuances, is that right? Absolutely, absolutely. And so attorneys across the state who practice in this area can benefit from talking to other attorneys in this area versus going to other law firms or places like that because there's really a type of experience you only get from representing municipal communities. Um, and so that, that lends to a unique expertise and that lends to um, a need to really get to know your other municipal attorneys across the state. I had to chuckle a little bit uh, when you were saying your a client is actually the elected officials. 
Um, you know, one of the things that uh, private practicing attorneys have told me in the past is one of the best things about being a private practice, uh, practicing attorney is that you can fire your client, <laughs> you know, if uh, you come at odds with what they want you to do and so forth. But, uh, you know, this is a little bit different. But, you know, I, I had spent myself a, a period of time uh, representing cities with elected officials. And um, it seems to me like, and I, it's really more of a question to you, that uh, elected officials, they usually come to the office with the best of intentions. And, uh, of course, they have constituencies that they have to represent. And uh, is there a collision sometimes on what they would like to accomplish and what they actually can't accomplish? You want to talk about that, any? Sure. Um, there's, there's oftentimes a collision between what... Um, they think they can get done in this office and what can actually be done. And it's our job as city attorneys to inform them of those things. You never want to be the person that's always telling them no. So having a good relationship where you can collaborate and find ways for them to be successful in their mission uh, is very important to the job as a city attorney. That certainly is a unique skill set, is to be able to actually uh, help uh, elected officials um, achieve what some of their goals are within the confines of what the law is. Absolutely. And unlike private practice where your clients might come in and uh, begin the appointment having some trust in your level of expertise, oftentimes with public officials you have to earn that trust, and that's one of the first things you have to do before they will begin to listen to your ideas for how to help them be successful. I've also heard it said that for municipal law you're somewhat of a a jack of all trades, uh, master are, of none. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that part, but uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of the different areas of the law that uh, a municipal attorney might typically find themselves uh, researching or advising on? Sure. Um, in a municipal attorney's office, you might find yourselves yourself doing a criminal prosecution, and then turning around later in the day and researching a zoning issue related to some litigation you've got going on. Uh, we deal with bankruptcies. There, is, there are ways where uh, even family law and things like that somehow intersect with the municipal practice. But mostly what you do is planning and zoning, you know, advising on contracts, um, both negotiating and drafting contracts, um, advising counsel, drafting legislation, uh, things like that. But it can really run the gamut based on what your counsel is trying to do. Employment matters. So oh, absolutely. Employment. Absolutely. As an in-house counsel, you are the person advising your uh, fellow employees, your fellow supervisors, your city manager about how to manage the workforce, how to handle union issues, how to handle grievances, all kinds of things. Uh, it really touches on a number of different areas. And I know here at OMAG, uh, occasionally we'll even get questions about uh, economic development and you know, what might be a way they might be able to further that in their, their particular city. So I know uh, city attorney's office deal in those areas as well. Absolutely. Um, it's an exciting area to work in because that's an area where instead of just saying, here's what the law says you can do, it's here's what I think we can do that will benefit our city. Uh, it's a broader area with a, with a different um, goal, I think, than, than your normal area of advising. Well, it certainly does sound like it's a very broad practice area, and I can see why uh, 
you'd made that comment that it's you're like a full service law firm because you do touch a lot of areas. Is it kind of difficult to be proficient in all of those areas? Sure, but that's one of the benefits of an organization like OAMA is, um, you know, if I don't have a particular expertise in one area, I can find people to call and uh, ask for advice and help me develop that expertise. Um, I'm lucky in Norman, we have a number of attorneys in our office, not a lot. We're pretty short-staffed right now, but I certainly have people I can go walk down the hallway and, and utilize and gain from their expertise. Um, not all cities and towns have that um, luxury, and so OAMA does a really good job, I think, of trying to fill that gap. OMAG All Access would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. For your time, we would like to offer you the chance to win a pair of OMAG All Access Bluetooth headphones. To enter, all you have to do is head to www.omag.org forward slash all access and click on the corresponding image at the top of the screen. The password for each episode will change, so make sure you are always up to date on the newest episode of OMAG All Access by subscribing with your favorite podcast app. The password for this episode is Municipal. Follow the directions on the giveaway page and you will be entered. Good luck. You mentioned a second ago uh, OML, that's Oklahoma Municipal League. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization and how that interplays with cities? Sure. That's an organization made up of individual cities who all uh, pay membership fee and join in and benefit from a collaborative effort. OML does a lot of great work working with the legislature, helping um, proactively address municipal issues with the legislature and, and getting good laws passed that really work well for cities and helping to um, get laws that don't help cities struck down or, or you know, set aside, basically, with the legislature. Um, they have a board of directors that's made up of city managers, mayors, uh, who help guide that organization. And, um, of course, with cities come the city attorneys. So they have in-house counsel as well, and we work well with them. Good. Now, you mentioned uh, that OAMA also has a board. Of course, you're president of that this year uh and last year too right yeah yeah um can you tell us a little bit about that board how many members and what areas of the state sure uh, we board? have 11 members under our current bylaws we're in the middle of uh, reworking those but uh, it was important from the beginning and it's important going forward that we have both large cities recognized or represented and small cities as well so there are a couple of positions for from cities over 50,000 in population a couple of positions are reserved for cities with less than 50,000. We have a couple of prosecutors. We have several at-large members that we try to pluck from across the state so that we have someone uh, from each uh, half, each quarter of the state, really, someone from the northwest, uh, southwest, northeast, southeast uh, area. So it's not just a bunch of attorneys from the metro area or from Oklahoma City and Tulsa. We really try to get a broad representation from across the state because the interest and the needs may vary depending on where you're located and what kind of city or town you represent. So that uh, sounds like a really a pretty good uh, group. Uh, do they, uh, are they called on as resources as well as board members? Sure. Um, OML in particular sends us legislative uh, issues throughout the session and they're often um, asking for our input on bills and we serve as the contact 
you know, contact group for those inquiries. And so we will oftentimes provide feedback to OML as they're working bills through the legislative session. We also have a listserv uh, that's fairly new uh, that's hosted by IMLA, another great organization, the International Municipal Lawyers Association. And through that listserv, we've provided an easy opportunity for any member to send a question out to the group. And it's really amazing the number of attorneys that will respond and get involved to help their fellow municipal attorney and provide guidance. So how does that work? How does the listserv work? If somebody wanted to uh, post a question or ask for some help, what, what steps would they take? You just send an email to, and I think this is right, OAMA at org. I think. Uh, you just send an email to that address, and it goes out to the whole group. Um, and anyone in, within the group can respond. We've, we've limited the group to OAMA members only, so hopefully your opposing counsel would not see that uh, email, but um, we get a lot of questions that way, and, and it's really been eye-opening to see the needs of attorneys across the state in terms of the questions they're asking. So about how many members do you think you have in OAMA? You said you had uh, limited it to uh, the listserv to just OAMA members. Um, is it a couple of hundred? I know there's like four or five hundred cities and towns of various size right. across the state. That's correct. And, and we have a number of cities that are members or attorneys that might represent several smaller cities. Uh-huh. Uh, so the membership's less than the number of cities. It's probably around 200. It varies from year to year. But um, we get a good representation at our conferences, which is our primary point of contact uh, with our members uh, from across the state. Rural towns, larger towns, cities, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, one of your major things was seminars. Uh, the mission of the organization, is that, can you expand on that a little sure. bit? Sure. It's uh, to provide both the opportunity for collaboration but also the opportunity for education specific to municipal issues. When you look at CLEs across the state, you don't see a lot that are specific to municipal issues. And as we talked about earlier... It's kind of specialized. It's so. a special right. specialty. And so uh, we seek to provide those opportunities. We have a fall and spring conference every year. COVID kind of messed up our plans this spring. But um, we do a conference twice a year. That's always our goal, to provide you with 12 hours of CLE within the year at a really low rate um, and with quality programming. Good. Um, so seminars, uh, you have the listserv for education purposes. Uh, you mentioned IMLA. Um, I understand there's a website, too, that's available. Yes, there is. You're going to have to remind me of the name, Jeff. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, I believe my notes show it's uh, called Raising the Bar. That's correct. If you search OAMA, it'll pull up. But it's Raising the Bar, and we've just started that. It's fairly new, so... Um, we're posting in conjunction with OMAG the you know, regular articles, regular um, topics that are being discussed, um, and it'll serve as a, as a uh, point of information for our conferences and things like that. And I think I noticed here that if you uh, got on the uh, Internet, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be okmunicipalattorneys.org. And yes. so that would uh, send you to the Raising the Bar website, so you'd be able to see what information is available there. So if someone had an interest in serving on the board, uh, what steps would they take there? 
Uh, I would recommend just letting me know, sending me an email. Um, we're, we are trying to change our membership so that we have a better process for electing new members, and it's not the same people. We, we tend to not have a lot of turnover, and we want to get some of those new voices heard. And so we're looking at ways to increase that involvement from other attorneys. Okay. Well, uh, we do appreciate you coming. Uh, you have another uh, comment you wanted to make? Yeah, I want to tell you about one more thing. Sure, I'm sorry. <laughs> IMLA Light. This is a new uh, program yeah. that we're really excited about. OAMA bought a uh, organizational membership in IMLA Light. IMLA, as I said earlier, is the International Municipal Lawyers Association. Um, the Light membership provides an opportunity for small towns to join. Normally, that would be at a much lesser fee, but because of our membership, and our commitment to providing those resources, a smaller town can join for $50 a year, and OAMA will pay it. Wow. And what all does that uh, provide for them? That gets you a lot of their programming. They do a lot of great online uh, webinars and things like that on issues that none of us work in all that frequently. So it might be the FCC issue related to um, 5G networks or cell towers or things like that. Um, it can also be just normal planning and zoning stuff, you know, basic things. Um, but they provide a lot of educational opportunities throughout the year. It's a really great organization. It's a great resource to provide to our members. Wow, that sounds great because that's a, really just an additional resource that it sounds like that comes from a national level that can uh, help uh, uh, cities, large or small, with uh, additional resource uh, information. Yeah. Most of our larger cities are members of EMLA, but this EMLA light is specifically geared towards the more rural communities who might not otherwise be able to be a member of EMLA, and so we wanted to provide that service for them especially. Well, it just sounds like that is a great organization, Oklahoma Association of Municipal Attorneys. Correct. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time to come visit with us about that, and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, look forward to visiting again. Thank you. All right, Kathy. Thanks for having Thank you. me. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. We hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town. You can find more information about OMAG on our website at www.omag.org or on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess at omag.org. On the next episode of OMAG All Access... Uh, they deal with uh, not uh, not just establishments, uh, business owners. They had good, really good uh, resources on there regarding the fats, oil, and, and grease program, but also for, for homeowners. This episode is copyright OMAG 2021 under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution Non-Commercial Non-Derivatives International License. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.